everybody. Christy Hutcherson with Women Fighting for America here on the front lines and in the fight for you every day. Uh, we're out here filming a documentary, and so we're at one of the border walls. I'm going to turn it around in just a second, but I want to kind of give you a preview. Uh, this particular area, just going to give you a small little tidbit because we want you to watch the documentary that's coming out, uh, but this will be on the documentary. This is breaking news. You're, this is literally breaking news that you're never going to hear anywhere else. We're going to be very careful. We don't want to show the individual's faces, but um, I'm going to flip this camera around. So this area right here, that uh, that area right there where you see the little, it looks like a container. You've got the wall there. Underneath here is a highly sophisticated tunnel. This tunnel is the largest tunnel they've ever found. And it was a very. Welcome to Red, White, and Boom, the Rescue the Fosters edition. I am Gino, your host. And of course, I have Sylvia Beachy and KK Emmett with me, my two co hosts. How are you, ladies? Wonderful. Good. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Uh, we have another great guest on tonight. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read her bio and then we'll formally introduce her. Christy Hutcherson is the CEO and founder of Women Fighting for America. She has dedicated herself to defending the foundational roots of America, fighting on the border for over two years, bringing truth around the national security threat while exposing the activity of the cartels, protecting the lives of those being trafficked and bringing awareness to the fentanyl crisis. Christy is dedicated to being a voice for truth of the American people to save the soul of our nation. Christy Hutcherson, welcome to Rescue the Fosters. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Oh, no, it's our pleasure. We are very much looking forward to this show. I was watching uh, part of that. I, I That wasn't the best editing job, by the way. <laughs> As you I'm sure you wouldn't be hiring me to do your documentary uh, editing after seeing that. But, uh, <laughs> Not my forte, uh, but no, we are very pleased to have you here. You've got so much information for us. Um, and I know you are, um, I'd want to kind of throw a shout out. I know you're working with Dave, Pastor Dave over at uh, His Glory. Is that correct? For the documentary, yes, it's a collaborative effort. Um, Pastor Dave and I met, oh my goodness, probably over a year and a half ago on the Reawaken America tour. Um, I'm one, I speak around the nation and uh, he finally approached me and said, hey, Christy, would you take me down to the border? And um, I always ask a couple questions um, when anybody asks me to take them to the border because I take um, national security, domestic security, and um, the atrocities that are taking place at the border very seriously. So I don't just take anybody down there. And believe me, I've been asked by politicians, people running for office, and if they don't answer two questions properly, it's a no for me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't do photo ops. And when Pastor Dave said he wanted to come and film in collaboration with me, to do a documentary, um, you know, it was a yes for me. So yes, uh, I love Pastor Dave, his glory, and it will be coming out hopefully towards the end of April. Yeah, he has a great ministry. I watch a lot of his programs and uh, has some great interviews on there too, and a lot of good information over there. So give him a follow. Is he still on YouTube or did uh, they cancel him? You know, I don't, you know what? I really don't know. I don't have much time to follow that, but um, hopefully they didn't cancel yeah, him. I'm I, not I know he's on Rumble, so check him out on Rumble. So Christy, why don't you go ahead and tell us what uh, Women Fighting for America is all about? Sure. Well, you know, Women Fighting for America was birthed actually a little over three years ago. And I'm going to be quite frank with a conversation that I had with the Lord. I'm a Christian and um, he called me out and long. I'm not going to get into that story. If anybody wants to know more about that, they can uh, go to our website. I, I've, I've explained exactly how I got on this uh, this path that I'm on. 
And I stepped down as CEO of my company and I walked away from everything, including a salary. Um, I haven't had a salary in over three years. I spend most of my own personal income to fight for the heart and soul of our nation. And Women Fighting for America is all about educating, activating, because I'm an action girl. We need, it's time for talk is over. It is time for America, we the people, to take action because we are in a battle, we are in a war. And if we don't engage in this war that we're in, uh, we are gonna lose the heart and soul of our country. So Women Fighting for America exposes the corruption, exposes the darkness, educates and activates. Well, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I, I think a lot of people have been sitting on their hands, and especially the church as a Christian. I, uh, yes. I often say this on many of my different shows that I think the people I get the most frustrated with are Christians. Um, they're 100%. Wait, yeah, they're waiting for the rapture to come and, and Jesus to just come and suck us out of here when he told us to occupy until he comes. And so for me, that is very important that we don't just sit on our hands, that we get off our duffs and actually do something. Um, right. so it's, it's very encouraging when I see other believers, uh, sisters in the Lord, in this case, they're out doing the work, the hard work and dangerous work. Um, well, you know, Gino, one of the things that, um, as a Christian, and I'm going to talk to the Christian community and whether you're a Christian or not, um, it's these same principles are going to, um, be matter, right? So as a Christian, um, and I get frustrated too with the church and I hear all the time, oh, we're just going to pray. God's in control. All of these things, all of those things that we're hearing, all of those things are true. Mm -hmm. However, God is clearly giving, given us a battle plan. And as a matter of fact, on the way back from an operation I was doing at the border recently. You, you froze up, Christy. I don't know if you can hear us or not. She's in a hotel room, folks, so the internet's probably not the best there, I'm guessing. <laughs> there you go. You're you're good now. You're good. Uh, there we go. I'm back. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we are in a battle, and God downloaded a battle a battle plan for us. Still freezing up? Uh, no, you're we good. Can, we can still hear you, though. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So God gave us a battle plan. He's given us instructions what we need to do. Nowhere does God say to pray only. As a matter of fact, he instructs us to get off our knees after we pray and go out and act with faith without works is completely dead. And also Christ had the government on his shoulders. And if we're supposed to mimic Christ, we're supposed to have the government on our shoulders as well. So the church has advocated their duties and I fault the pastors um, and anybody who's preaching from the pulpit is 100% their fault that America's in the condition it's in today because they've served man instead of God. And we have to get back to serving God. And if your pastor, your church, or whatever, your priest, whoever that is, is not serving God, then you need to run, not walk from that church and take your tithe with you. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. I got, <laughs> boy, I get so upset with the church because I don't know when, when it started. I'm guessing probably maybe 30, 40 years ago. When everybody just thought, well, I guess I just sit around and wait mm -hmm. for the Lord to come back. And it like just like you said, the Bible has never instructed us to sit around and do nothing. You know, in fact, the the first command he gave to the disciples was go out and preach to all the world. Every That's creature. Exactly right. So, you know, we need to we need to be active. We need to be uh, soldiers. We're foot soldiers for the Lord. We're we're ambassadors of the Lord. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um now, obviously down in the southern border, uh you were talking about the Arizona uh, area pre-show and uh, i believe that video was that in yuma it, it was okay um 
And you were saying that's that's more dangerous than the Texas border. Uh, and that's, you know, the, the fake news likes to tell us that Texas is the most dangerous place. Mm-hmm. So what say you, Christy? Well, 85% of all narcotics, weapons, terrorists, and types of smuggling activity take place in the Arizona um, sector. Uh, New Mexico is a small portion because it's a small sliver, but Arizona is the hotbed for all of this nefarious activity. Yes, there's a lot of activity that goes on in Texas, but nothing like the activity in Arizona. And, you know, with Women Fighting for America, we focus on the full border. We don't just hone in on Texas and the RGV sector, McAllen area, Eagle Pass. Those are great. I always call that that, and I hate to use this term, but it's like the news media hones in on, you know, the news story, right? The sexiness of where they can get the biggest bang for their buck, people watching. And you get to see a lot of the body loads coming over. You'll see the women, the children, the single adult males, all of these caravans. Um, Arizona experiences all of that as well. But what Arizona also experiences is serious amounts of um, narcotics trafficking, organ trafficking, um, uh, sex trafficking, child trafficking, uh, weapons trafficking, or, I mean, all of these things, right? Um, Fentanyl pouring into our country like unprecedented amounts through the Arizona border. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, and it's funny because this administration, and I use that loosely, um, they want to tell us that this isn't that big of a deal. There's no crisis. There's no crisis down there. And yet, I, I forgot what that I just heard. I think it was on uh, Steve Bannon's war room the other day. They gave some numbers, some statistics. They're staggering, absolutely staggering. And and this is the thing that gets swept under the rug. The child trafficking is horrendous. It is an mm-hmm. epidemic. And these poor, you know, I, I don't really blame these migrants trying to come here. Of course, they want to come to a better, better place and, and make a better living for their families. But they're being lied to. And they make this yeah. dangerous trek, you know, thousands of miles, some of them. And they get caught up with the coyotes, all kinds of drug uh, uh, trafficking going on, all kinds of illegal activity, um, death, rape. I mean, you name it, it's going on. And and I can't believe that the fake news, you would think even the fake news would want to uh, care for children, you know, because they they claim to care so much about life. But yet we have a crisis going on at our own southern border and no one wants to talk about it. So I just, you know, I'm just thankful that, you know, you're working on that and you're going to expose this for what it is. You know, the sympathy for a lot of these illegals needs to be put in perspective. First of all, we have over 175 plus nations flooding our borders. This isn't just people from Nicaragua, Colombia, Central and South America, from Haiti and all that. Yes, Dominican. Uh, They're all coming here, Cuba. But... In reality, we have people who are paying upwards of seven to $15,000 to come into our nation illegally. Now that's just to pay the cartel. That's not including their flights to get here from India, Russia, Ukraine, uh, Somalia, um, Iran, Iraq, everywhere around the world. So this, this is another false narrative that the media wants you to believe that these are all just really poor people coming for a better way of life. 
they're coached. There are infomercials in their countries. This administration, along with NGOs and other nefarious activities, the United Nations, they're all um, supporting these initiatives for these people to come up here. They're told the borders are open. The cartel are exploiting them 100% um, and and saying, come here, we're going to get you through. Also, every single person, every human being who crosses the southern border, 100%, pays the cartel money. And right now the going rate is six to $7,000. And let me explain something to the listeners here and how this works. Some of these individuals, if they can't afford to pay a $6,000 price tag, they now have a contract with the cartels and they get three chances to get across and into the United States successfully. After three chances, they go back. They have to be, um, there's another uh, like penalty that they have to pay to try to come back over again to the cartel. If they can't afford that price, they're now indebted to the cartel, either through the labor trade um, slavery, sex trade slavery, drug trafficking slavery. I'm going to call it slavery because that's what this is. And make no mistake, they are never going to be freed from the cartel. After they pay off that debt, it's not going to ever be enough. People say, well, Christy, well, once they're in the United States, they're going to be safe. They're going to be in Wisconsin or Ohio or wherever. Let me explain the other thing about the cartels. The cartels are a multi-transnational criminal organization. These organizations are not thugs. Yes, they have thugs working for them. They have criminals working for them. These individuals at the top, they go to Harvard. They go to the Wharton Business Schools. These are very sophisticated business organizations making billions of dollars a month by the trafficking of all of that stuff, all of the criminal activity. They have generals or arms of the cartel of their organizations implanted all throughout the United States. And it doesn't matter if you're in an urban center or in the rural countryside, they have an operation set up there. And I'll give you an example. Everyone's familiar with horse racing, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Calmet Farms is probably one of the most prestigious horse racing farms in the world. Multi, multi millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. One of the um, worst of the worst cartels, the new generation cartel, had one of their high ups working as a ranch hand in the barn at Calumet Farms. That was his cover. All the while, he was facilitating huge trafficking rings in Lexington, Kentucky. You are not safe, America. Do you not understand this? So when these people can't pay off, they know where they are. They know where they're going to be located. And if they don't do what they're told, they know where other family members live, right? They will get those family members. And as gruesome as this sounds, they will send body parts, fingers, ears, tongues to them until they pay the cartel. This is reality. This is facts. And this goes on every day at our borders. Wow. I, I have a question. So do you think um, like, like our tax money and all that is going towards that? 100%. Wow. So the NGOs, and I'm going to call them out, um, we have film footage and we've been doing some investigative work behind the scenes. Um, Catholic Charities, for example, Catholic Charities in 2020 made over $944 million of your taxpayer funded dollars, aka grant money. Now, in this Biden administration, because of the policies, this isn't political. I don't care who was in the White House. If their policies are against America and they're for this type of activity, I would call you out. Yes. They are in taking over $1 billion a year 
tax funded dollars by your, this is nothing more than a money laundering scheme. Inside these organizations, whether it's Catholic Charities, Bethany Christian Services, Lutheran, the Mormons, or Methodists, I can name a whole bunch more. They have individuals who are part of human trafficking rings embedded in their organizations, and they are part of the problem. These are not nonprofits, by the way. We need to start calling these these entities what they really are. They are for profit. They have no incentive whatsoever to stop the illegal activity because they are profiting in the hundreds of millions of dollars to, uh, to facilitate the trafficking of human beings from other countries into the United States of America. That is reality. If your listeners are given to these organizations, I'm going to tell you right now, you are part of the problem. You are aiding and abetting trafficking and the horrific atrocities that are taking place and you need to stop immediately. Uh, I have a question because a lot of people may not know who Bethany Christian Services is, but that's an adoption center, right? Isn't that adoption through foster care? Yes. can you talk about the foster care system for a little bit? Have you, like, from my understanding, when the kids come through the border, they are handed over to CPS, the Department of Family and Children's Services, and then that uh, they are handed over to foster placement agencies such as Bethany Christian Services and many other ones. Am I, am I right about that? A hundred percent. If they don't have a sponsor... Um, in the United States of America or a family member, yes, they are handed over. And I will give you an example of Bethany Christian Services. I fought like heck um, in Michigan, uh, almost, it'll be almost two years ago, Alma, Michigan, and you can look up the story in Alma, Michigan. Um, and I want you to know how diabolical all of this is. This is a pre-planned yes. meditated invasion into our nation for very numerous reasons. And I, we can unpack that later, but um they had in Bethany Christian Services partnered with um, the Masons. The Mason, the Masons had a, um, uh, they had a, uh, a adult center. Um, uh, what is it? I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. It's been a long day for me. Um, the elderly care. They had an elderly care facility in Alma, Michigan. And it takes 90 days if you're going to change and kick these people out to do something different with this facility. So in December of um, 2020, they sent a letter out to all of their um, residents at this facility telling them that they had to find a new place to live because they were going to be rezoning this facility, right? For, For youth, for children, for something else. So this was before Biden took office. Now, two weeks into January, um, all of this started to unravel. They they applied for the permits to, to try to do this. Well, what was going on? Bethany Christian Services did a contract in January before Biden swore in. So this was premeditated. They already knew right. that this was getting ready to happen. So they they signed a contract with the, um, with the Masons who owned this facility in Alma, Michigan, to bring in UACs, unaccompanied children, who are going to what? Becoming and influxing through the borders under Biden's administration policies. So I was called, um, people from Alma were very concerned about this. They didn't want these UACs. They were gonna be from 12 to 18 young adult boys. At the border, they're not really vetting these boys or children or anybody for that matter of how how old they really are. There's no way for us to really tell unless we have their fingerprints in some kind of database system. They leave all of their identification, they're told to, throw it away, leave it across the border. So when we come into the border, they could tell us a 23 year old can look like 
um, excuse me, a 16 year, a 23 year old could look like a 16 year old. And so they could say who they are, whatever. It doesn't matter. Great cover. Right. So these mm -hmm. children were going to be housed there. So I went in and I fought to stop the zoning of this property. It went through, unfortunately, through a lot of political stuff and bantering back and forth uh, at the end of the day, right? Money, money talks, people were bought off. So this facility is now going to be housing UACs. Also, so Bethany Christian Services was going to make um, hundreds of thousands of dollars just off of this one facility alone to bring in these UACs because they got the government contract. This facility, who knows where these children are going to end up or go to, right? Plus, right. it's within a 25-mile radius of what a casino. Interesting. We wow. know that casinos and uh, military installations, bases, and um, big, huge sporting events all attract massive amounts of human trafficking, specifically the child trafficking industry. So you have to start understanding how this whole organization of spiderweb works. And this was premeditated. So Bethany Christian Services is not a good organization either. I have another question. Oh, my bad. Um, no, is, is it true that like, I think I, I've heard something, but do they end up going to like any camps, like the kids, like concentration camps or something? Or is that just... I don't have the proof on that yet um, that there's concentration camps for the for the specifically for these UACs or the, all these children coming in. I wouldn't put it past it, but I don't personally have the proof of that. But I can tell you this. We have camps set up all throughout the United States. Not only there are FEMA camps set up throughout the United. They exist. I have foot film all over. We have FEMA camps. We have concentration type camps set up throughout the United States of America. Um, there's a lot of nefarious activity going on behind the scenes and the tunnel that we uncover tunnels exist. This is not anything new. I get contact. Oh, we knew that tunnels existed for a long time. They do. But what, what's unique about this particular tunnel that we caught that they were studying. So inside that little building, there were two scientists. There were um, a special um, uh, agency within Homeland Security and three-letter agency there. And supposedly they were supposed to be studying this tunnel. This particular tunnel is the largest, most sophisticated tunnel to our knowledge that was found ever on American soil. This wow. tunnel was 25 feet under the ground. It is a five by five tunnel. It has um, fortified wall ceilings. It has fiber optics, a rail system, electricity, water, everything possible inside this system. It was several football fields, probably three football fields long coming. And that's what we could tell from coming on our side of the border. It's going and running through a very trafficked area of where border patrol comes in and out of a gate system. It went underneath a residential community and it took a left-hand turn and it came up inside of a home at the far end and corner of this particular residential area. So you could back into the garage, load, unload, do whatever you want. No one would ever be the wiser. But what I found what was interesting, um, I start looking at things that don't make a whole lot of sense. And the team that I have, I, I have one of the best elite teams in the world that we work with. They are an international security firm, uh, Kennedy International Logistics and Services. They are next level. One of the capabilities they have, they understand tunneling. They understand systems of how this type of tunnel has to be created. And we also have intel with um, individuals within both um, um, different agencies, U.S. Marshals, um, 
Homeland Security, all sorts of stuff who I communicate with regularly off the record. And looking at this tunnel system, there is no way our own federal government did not know this tunnel was there, period. No way. Right. They had to know that this tunnel was there. They knew it existed. So my question is, and the American people have the right to know, what are they covering up? Because I don't believe they're studying it. What are they covering up? And I start looking at not just the human trafficking and the child trafficking that's coming in and out of this tunnel system. I'm looking at weapons of mass destruction, like small uh, nuclear devices, dirty bombs. What type of military grade equipment's being smuggled out to our enemies? I look at why was a plane from Tyran within a six month radius, why did a plane from Tyran with 14 Venezuelans and five Tyranians, um, the person who flying that jet happened to be the board member of a US sanctioned Iranian jet, who also happened to be one of the senior members of the Iran Revolutionary Guard, AKA CUD forces. Why were they landing in Mexico? Why did they go to Caracas, Venezuela and then land in Buenos Aires? We know that the Cud Forces, Iranian uh, death squad, is now um, training with the cartels in Mexico in training camps, creating proxy armies. These tunnels can be utilized to smuggle all sorts of stuff in. These are national security issues. Based on that alone, based on just that alone in these tunnels, breaching U.S. soil, this should not be under immigration anymore. This is a national security threat to the United States of America. What is our federal government doing about it? What is Congress doing about it? That's what I want to know. Wow. Have you reached out? Uh, I'm sure you have, but I mean, like, have you gotten any response or anything from Congress? No, I haven't had responses from anybody, let alone the secular media. Um, nobody. Fox News. This I broke this story two weeks before Christmas. And have been doing podcasts like this to get this message out. We need to under why why aren't the news media picking this story up? It's not like they haven't seen this. My videos go viral. I'd like right. to know why they're not reporting on this. I can tell you why they're not reporting on this. It's a cover up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just yeah. just like the whole pandemic, um, they took a bunch of money. The media to tell us that the jabs were safe and effective. Um, I wonder how much money's been given to them to cover this up because it always comes, let's face it. It's always going to be about money. There's money coming from Mm -hmm. somebody somewhere higher up, paying them off, telling them, shut up, just go along with the program. And they take, they gladly take the money. They, you know, just go deposit it in the bank and have a big smile on their face. It's time we start calling these people out. They're complicit in some of the largest crimes in United States history, maybe in the history of the world. When you really look at the scale. Yeah. This is traitorous. You know, these people are traitors. It's treason. Um, and there is there is a penalty for traitors. And I, I you know, as a Christian, um, I do believe in the death penalty and I do believe it's coming for a lot of these people. There's justice coming. Um, but the word has to get out. And it's a shame that it's got to be on small podcasts and the, the mainstream media can't do its job. Uh, you know, Christy, I wanted to touch on one thing you said earlier. I believe you said it was 100 and was it 175 nations that have come across? That's correct. 175. I believe there's only 196 countries in the whole world. Wow. You're correct. <laughs> wow. And the numbers, by the way, they're they're not the truth. Um, I've talked to um, agencies across the board off the record. They said that they've been told to fudge the numbers. When, when we look at the, because I hone in also on the getaways, right? There's private camera systems, there's rancher camera systems. Um, There's all sorts of stuff that we can gather this data from, not just the Southern border. People have to understand 
you have a northern border. You have a western border, which is the Pacific coast. You also have a eastern coast border, which is the Atlantic Ocean. So when we look at the numbers in reality, I'm going to be honest with your listeners. We are somewhere, and I've been reporting on this for over a year and a half. We are right now somewhere between the 15 to 18 million who have flooded our nation illegally into the country. That is enough to change the course of American history forever. If we don't close our borders down, let alone how many terrorists we believe are already in here. Our team estimates we are somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 terrorists who are living, eating, breathing among us right now, waiting for the order that to be given to um, take um, hundreds and hundreds of Americans out. Um, I believe also car fentanyl and fentanyl is going to be a weapon of mass destruction. I briefed Ducey's office and the governor's office in Arizona. Um, I had over 50 people in that room, including sheriffs, briefing them on the threat of fentanyl and carfentanyl as a mass a destruction, a weapon of mass destruction to deaf ears. And you're starting to hear that kind of talk. But I want your, your listeners to understand fentanyl. It does not have to be ingested. If you touch fentanyl, you're dead, dead in seconds. Um, wow. If you don't have Narcan and somebody to administer Narcan. Um, imagine yourself sitting at a child's baseball game, football game, you're grocery shopping, you're in the mall, you're touching a gas pump. You can die just by physically touching something like this. And I believe that's going to be one of the weapons that they're going to use against the United States. Um, the atrocities from a humanitarian perspective that are taking place at the border. I've been in the stash houses. I've been on the Mexican highway that leads up to where the rape trees are. These are violent places. I've seen sacrifices where they've their remnants of dead animals are have been gutted for their organs. The warehouses, I call them slaughterhouses, that are set up along the Mexican border with the United States. The cartels take these little children and young adults and harvest their organs. And when I say harvest their organs, hearts, livers, kidneys, lungs, they have to be murdered and killed for these organs mm -hmm. and then sold on the black market. Children, yeah. decapitated babies' heads floating in the Rio Grande. The dead bodies strewn across the rancher's property in the desert. You're not hearing any of this on secular media. This yeah. is going on every day. We've seen it, seen the gutted bodies. It changes you and you will never be the same. And that's why I fight so hard and I get angry because this administration and everybody in, in Washington, D.C. on both sides of the fence, if you are not shutting our borders down, you are complicit in all of this activity. Yeah, there's a righteous indignation that stirs up in us. Um, and and there's, you know, Jesus himself went into the temple and whipped the money changers. So, you know, we as Christians with the moral high ground, because we know uh, Jesus is the moral standard, we need to go out and and call these places out. Call If there's companies, you know, if Walmart's part of this or some other big corporations part of this, big tech, we need to call them out. Stop using their products. Mm -hmm. We'll start boycotting these people, and let's we'll we'll make traction. There's a way to get people's attention, whether they want it or not. And uh, I'm I'm furious. I'm I'm Christy. I get so angry. Um, these these women here, and and Megan, and all the other people that we've been working with over the last nine months, have really taught me a lot about CPS and all the other corruption that's going on with foster care. And it's always children. That are caught up in this stuff the, the most vulnerable among us are always caught up in this and and if you can't if you're sitting there watching this and that doesn't stir you up i don't know i don't know what to tell you is your heart beating or isn't it because children they can't defend themselves 
Right. And, and like you said, you're seeing like babies' heads bobbing in the in the Rio Grande River. Like this is this is sad. This is disgusting, and it has to stop on our watch. It cannot continue. We have to stand up to this evil, and that's exactly what it is. It's evil. You know, some of the cartels they'll take these little kids' bodies and they'll gut them, and after they've taken the organs out, they'll stuff their cavities with fentanyl or drugs that they want to smuggle. They sew them back up, and then they put them over their shoulder. And they'll bring them over the border like they're still alive to bring in because, you know, they're not going to scan that. Um, it, when I tell you this is pure evil, it's pure evil um, that we and we can't. It's hard for us to wrap our head around it. It's like, oh, it's not. It's, I've heard about it, but, you know, it's not in my backyard. I'm living my bubble and I just want to yeah. keep it over here because it's too much for me. Well, you know what? For the evil to continue to prevail, it's because you're sitting by and you're absolutely being silent. Not everybody's called to be in the field like I am. Not everybody's called to do what Sylvia and Kay, Kay Emmett do and everybody else, but you're called to do something. And I can tell you right now, if you go to Women Fighting for America, our website, there's a couple things. First and foremost, stop funding the evil. We have a list. We have a resource page, and it lists every single celebrity and company to not buy from. Stop funding the demise of our of our country. Stop funding the demise and the horrific acts of abortions and child trafficking and all of this stuff. The other thing we have a we have if you scroll up, go to um, Battle Ready. Oh yeah. So God downloaded this plan. This is has Christians, and I don't care if you're a Christian or not. This is what you need to do. This is instructions of how to become battle ready because 2023 will be the year of the war. And it's going to be a war that's fought in the heavenly realms as well, but it will be a battle. Make no mistake. So this gives you instructions. God downloaded this plan to me. And at the end, it's like you were born to be a warrior for such a time as this. And it tells you what you need to do. And then there's an um, action plan. There's an action plan um, on the tab. And this is what this is what you can do from your home step by step action plan that I created with all my expertise that you can do. It's detailed and it's but something that you can practically do to save America's future. So you don't have any excuses. We give you the tools and the resources you need and then fund the fight. It costs so much money to be out here on the front lines to save children, to rescue children, to stop the drugs coming into our country who are killing your children in your community. You know, people don't realize that there's so many children within our own country who are disappearing. And by the way, that border goes both ways. The cartel kidnapped our own children here in the United States of America out of the foster system a lot of yeah. times and out of personal people's homes. And you know what? They disappear. You know where they're going? They're going and being funneled out of our country because there's a lot of money, big dollars for American children to be sold on an international scale. This is evil. We need to all do our parts to fight this evil. And if we unify, we can win the battle and the war overall. Yes, no, we need, we need people um, for sure. So please go to her website. Um, I want to ask you about the organ harvesting because I know this is something that people are not really aware of. Um, and I want to know, like, say, um, say somebody famous, their, their daughter or their, their relative is needing a kidney or a heart or like, how would you find 
one of these organs on the black market. Like you have to go through these companies, right? Yeah. So there's websites um, that, and there's also like social media, TikTok, there's, there's um, apps that you can go to that people sell this stuff on the black market. And um, especially like if, if you're a Hollywood elite or you're, you're somebody who has lots of wealth, um, they have a broker who they find um, through these different websites and that broker facilitates the, the buying of that organ. So hearts can go for upwards of over $350,000 um, on the black market. That's sad, man. Yeah, because well, yeah, I know it's a lot because I know like a kidney in it, like, like 80,000 or 100,000 or something like these, like these mm -hmm. organs are, are, they're getting big money for them. But a lot like, of money. they, is it kind of like, do they have symbols? Like they communicate like with the pedophiles, you know, like how the pedophiles have like the, the symbols for a boy or for a girl like yep. is are there symbols for these organs as well not so much as for the organs because you know organs are universal it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female now children mm -hmm. yes so they'll there's designations for adults children things like that but no there's no symbols like that they're just pretty much sold on the black market to the highest bidder um, and there's organ harvesting facilities, aka slaughterhouses, set up all along the Mexican border. They're in Colombia, um, big, huge, all over Central and South America because the cartels um, operate in these particular areas. So they have control of these zones and they kidnap and target um, individuals for these um, specifically for this. And they take them to these slaughterhouses and they're never seen again. Okay, I'm going to ask a question that probably 100% of the people are thinking, why aren't we raiding these slaughterhouses? Because they're in Mexico. And because we don't have anybody with balls in our nation to enact the, um, uh, the military code, mm -hmm. right, and work with the Mexican government um, to say we're not going to allow this anymore. And there, there are things we can do. Uh, it's just we don't have anybody. We have a, we do a lot of trade with Mexico, um, a big agricultural. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that comes up through Mexico. Uh, I believe um, Trump's policies. Um, I wish he would have gone even further in looking into that. Uh, but we have to have the will right in the backbone and the spine to do so. And so that's what it's going to take. Or you have to have um, individuals who are willing to do the work mm -hmm. that they need to do yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> a wink and a nod <laughs> uh, you know the human rights violations are so heinous i mean this should be an international community concern people it all you know the un should be talking about this oh this is horrible what's going on and we need to end this this human trafficking and the slaughter of children and organ harvesting and all this thing all this stuff mm -hmm. but we never hear a peep out of them do we I wonder why that is. Well, I'm going to tell you why that is. The World Economic Forum, the IMF, United Nations, and NATO, they are not good organizations. They are part of the elitist world. Um, this is not conspiracy theory, whatever crap you want to say. They have a globalist agenda. Part of that globalist agenda is um, they, they all facilitate the trafficking. Not all of them, but these organizations do. They are part of the problem because they're part of the buyers. They facilitate mm -hmm. this. 
because they're, they also are the end user. So they have a vested interest. Why do you think in Davos right now, you have more prostitutes that have descended on Davos at $2,500 a night? Don't think for one minute, it's not just the $2,500 a night prostitutes. People think, oh, it's a prostitute, this is okay. No, nine times out of 10, that prostitute has, um, they are being um, coerced into doing this. Um, one of their family members, they'll get harmed. This is part of trafficking. So that $2,500 a night prostitute, she's in the trafficking ring. And they don't stop there. They have an appetite for little children, little girls, as young as two years oh, of age, God. sometimes even oh, infants. Absolutely disgusting. Christy, um, where do you see this all going? I mean, do you, do you think anybody is going to have, like you said, the testicular fortitude to stand up to this and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I mean, do we have any politicians right now that, that you're aware of that are willing to step up to the plate and grab that bat and do some damage? Or is this just something no one wants to touch with a 10-foot pole? I will invite anybody, in, in, in whether it's a state politician or a federal politician, to get involved, engaged. I have not personally met with anybody. I can tell you who does have the fortitude and the backbone and the spine at all costs to do this and chat and take this challenge on. Women Fighting for America and our team, we are on the front lines and in that battlefield. And make no mistake, we have a plan formulated. I cannot share publicly because for numerous, for security reasons, um, we're going after, we're gonna go after the head of the snake. That is what God has charged our organization to do. It's gonna take a lot of volunteers, a lot of time, a lot of talent, and it's gonna take funding. But make no mistake, my team, they are incredible patriots. They have very special skill sets. We've studied this problem. We don't want to be the organization. Um, we, we extract, yes, we save, but we want to be the organization that puts all of these other organizations out of business because not one more child, not more one more woman, not one more anybody human is ever trafficked again. That is our goal. We want to, we want to pluck the root and we want to stop it at its source. And we know how to do it. We just need funding and we need the help. Um, yeah. when I mean help, I don't mean the, yeah. the back end stuff. We got mm -hmm. those boys ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have the backbone to do so. Oh, yeah, wow. I love hearing that. You know, yeah. I don't want to sweep under the rug, the whole politician thing yet. Uh, you were talking about Doug Ducey's office and you had about 50 people mm -hmm. there and they basically gave you the uh, cold shoulder. What, what, what did that meeting go like? I mean, were they just kind of looking at you with blank stares? Well, you know, we had a couple patriots in that room and some great, great individuals. Um, I'm sheriff Mark Lamb is one of those sheriffs who I work with. Great, great sheriff. Works his butt off. He 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 wanted to enact everything that we did. We gave them solutions. We did proof of concepts with them. When me and my team roll in, when we're working with Border Patrol or sheriffs, we have 100% detection and apprehension rate. 100%. And these are the getaways that you can't find. Um, even when with all of their sophisticated equipment out there, when our team rolls in, that's the results we get. So he wanted to do it. Um, at the time, Representative Mark Fincham, he was all in. Senator Borelli, there's there's so some in that room that were all in. Um, but at the end of the day, they didn't want to fund it because this stuff takes, I wish I could afford to do millions of dollars out of my own personal pocket. I, I can't. Um, and I've put a lot of my own money into this. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I, I believe Governor Ducey needs to be investigated. I want people to understand and look up Skybridge. Skybridge, um, he's he's up to his elbows with this Skybridge. Governor Ducey also had a house 
um, that was, I think, worth somewhere around $1.8 to $2 million. He got $8 million for that house. You don't think that that's oh. a pay to play? Somebody paid him off. Um, so, you know, we have to start investigating some of these politicians, mm -hmm. looking at where the money's coming and going, uh, forensic audits, things like that. Uh, so yeah. me and my organization, we're going to expose. Um, yeah. God has charged me with this. It's a big undertaking. Um, it's a it's a risky undertaking. I, I want everybody to know out there, I travel with full-time security because I have death threats and, and bounties on my head. I do this at my own life's peril, literally. Um, verifiable. I've had people try to take me out. But you know what? God has me on a mission, and I'm not going to be taken out until it's time that he says so. And I will fight to my last breath to save a child because isn't a child's life worth that? Mm. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm a mom, you know, we're all moms, right? Here, most yeah. people are moms out there. You love children. If you don't, you have, to, you love children. When you hold a little child in your hands and they feel safe because you, you rescued them or you, you got them safe, it changes you and you never look back. So not one more child. And that includes Americans' lives, right? National security right. issues, terrorists, fentanyl coming into this nation. We are defending and protecting, uh, not only America's values, but America's children. Amen. Well, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for another. And, uh, you know, our Lord did that for all of us. And who are we not to do it for these little ones? Um, boy, Christy, this is amazing stuff. I, I was unaware that I'm still baffled by that 175 number. I just I can't believe that more than two thirds of the world is here illegally. I mean, just coming across that border or coming through a tunnel. And who knows, like you said, what they're bringing over, whether it be drugs or weapons, planning our demise as a nation. I mean, we know that's what they're up to. Um, we've been infiltrated in our government. Like, you know, if 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 you were looking at this from the 40,000 foot view, you'd be like, eh, I'm out of here. <laughs> it looks really bad. If your audience can see this. Uh, can you move it just a little more to your there. left? There you go. There you go. Oh, is that? Okay. This so is on our soil right now this right here is cartel fully armed oh my god full autos in camo military garb they're bringing in and smuggling individuals um we couldn't intercept them but this is what's coming into our nation um you think that we have a problem you're not being told the truth america you're not safe and it's my job my team's job to tell you the truth and that's what we're doing um that's just one of many, many videos. We go live a lot. Um, I, I do it live for a reason. Sometimes it's unsafe for me to do so, but I do it anyway because pictures and video, live video, you can't corrupt that, right? You can't edit mm -hmm. that. And I think it's very important for America to understand really what truly is at risk right now for our nation and that you have somebody sitting in the White House right now who is not telling the American people truth. You have a press secretary who constantly lies every single day to you. You have a border, I, my Mayorkas, mm. who lies every single day to the American people and to the world. Um, I was wanting to ask, um, have you seen anything? Because I heard that the cartel has like uh, colored bracelets or something to keep track of. Um, is it the kids that they put them on? 
So the colored bracelets go on um, a lot of different individuals, including the children. The the bracelet they've actually changed that because um, we've. So the cartels are constantly um, evaluating and shifting and changing what they do because when we find out, they're always a step ahead from our law enforcement. I'm just going to say that. Um, so they always change their ammo constantly. They're constantly involved. There's bracelets. Uh, with the children there they had very specific bracelets now they there's tattoos on these children and those are children who are recycled um so they'll be brought over the border for sex trade or whatever for for horrible activities and then they'll be brought back over to mexico and then they'll be brought back over the border so they're constantly recycled into this horrible um vicious i call it a hamster wheel that they're constantly being abused and so that's what those bracelets were but they've, they've changed some of that mo now Wow. See, that's what we learned when I was in the foster care system was that they actually uh, uh, tattoo them and they would change the spot. So it started out on the neck and then it changed to the wrist and then it changed at the last spot. I remember it was on the back, uh, but I, they, I know that they change a lot as you learn. And they're, they're kind of small. They're not really big where you would notice them unless you thought, wow, this kid is kind of young to have this. But you can't really, it's not like in a noticeable spot and it's not really big unless you're just really paying attention or you know what you're looking for. Is that right? You're correct, Sylvia. Hmm. Wow. So, so sad. Christy, out of 100 kids that come across the border, how many actually get rescued? And I'm terrified to ask this question. When you, well, you know, it, it just, that's a hard question to answer because um, if they're embedded with family units um, or if they're UACs, I mean, it, it kind of varies um, depending um, where they're going. And one of the things that um, policy that was actually working, I re remember when the news media and, and Elon Omar and stuff were all up in arms, children in cages, mm -hmm. Trump, separating, Trump separating family units. Well, let me explain your, to your listeners, and especially those who have drank the Kool-Aid, right? Those people who you know, think that they know it best. Trump's policies, and again, this isn't political for me, I don't care who's in the White House. Trump's policies were saving these children's lives. What they were doing is they were separating the children from those supposable parents. They were doing DNA testing. Hmm. Oh, they were making goodness. sure that those children belong to those parents because Again, go to my website, you will see we have um, video um, of children who are coming over the border in mass numbers in the RGVC, RGV sector, equal pass, who have so much drugs in their system that our team couldn't even, we can't even get their eyes to dilate. That's how drug they are. Wow. They look lifeless. You can pick up their wrists and drop them. And by the way, under the umbrella of all of our law enforcement and border patrol we got into their faces yelling and screaming at them like are you kidding me and we would ask these individuals who have these children drugged and we'd say you know we were asking in their language where are you from are these your children how old are they and where's the mom and consistently these men would say oh my wife left me my girlfriend left me to bring the children alone i don't know about you but there ain't no one heck i'm leaving my child to trek with my husband or a supposable husband or boyfriend without me um, with these children. One of them was so dark skinned and black hair. He had a little blonde girl with very pale skin and there's no way that little girl belonged to him. And this administration told all of the law, they have to just take them in 
and let them, and they're, they don't care if they say that they're their child, that's their child. So these children are being trafficked right under the noses of law enforcement and border patrol and ICE and DHS. How, how convenient. How does border patrol deal with this every day? I mean, like just from, from the mindset, knowing that they have a job, but they're not allowed to execute the law. I mean, we do have laws on the books that are supposed to be being executed, but they've usurped yeah. the laws. And now these poor guys that, you know, were doing great work under the Trump administration, their hands are tied. I mean, how, how do they, how do they even show up for work? You know, I've asked those questions um, to them numerous times, and there's a couple different answers. Um, first and foremost, another dirty little secret that's not being put out there in the secular media is the fact that um, the suicide rate among Border Patrol agents have gone up astronomically underneath uh, this administration because of what they see and witness every single day on the border. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, they're like, well, you know, we need to feed our families. We have to pay our mortgages. We have pensions, et cetera. I don't, I, and I, I mean, my heart does go out for that. We, we need to feed our families, right? We need to pay, but at what cost? When, when do we have to finally stand up and say at what cost, right? Um, and then quite frankly, some are on the take. Um, it's 15 to $20,000 in supplemental income uh, that the cartels pay some of our border patrol agents. This is a known fact. It's a small percentage, but it is there and it happens. And I can name sectors where this happens at and they give the intel that's needed. But for the most part, Border Patrol is an incredible, incredible organization. They are taking direct orders and I believe they shouldn't be doing this. If they would unify, um, Brandon Judd, I love him. He's a great guy. He's been doing a lot of hard work, but I think Somewhere along the line, leadership needs to step in with the Border Patrol agents and all of them get on the same heartbeat, right? And say, no more. We are not going to follow any more of these unconstitutional orders. We have laws in the book. You're giving us an, un an, an unlawful order to keep this border open. Uh, same thing with DHS, ICE, every single agency. Imagine if we had enough of them standing up and saying, we're not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But where are they going to go? So if, if they walk away and they don't do it anymore, what's going to happen to these individuals? They're just going to come and flood into the nation. We literally can close our borders down in 24 hours. Wrap your head around that. We can close and shut our borders down and secure our nation in 24 hours. Wow. Wow. What do you think the reaction is going to be of the American pub public that was, you know, just sitting in the middle? They vote one way, they vote another way. It depends on the way the wind's blowing. Um, or some of them don't vote. They just kind of sit sit home and they don't. They say, oh, all politicians are the same. <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen when those when this finally does break? Because it will break. It has to. It's going to come out, uh, and it, it's in the mainstream media. What what is the reaction of that group of people that are in the middle right now and? You know, they say, well, I just live in middle America. It doesn't affect me. You know, I'm not near a border town. Every single state is a border state. Nobody is immune to what's going on at the borders. You just don't know it yet. You have thousands and thousands of illegals who are living in your country and in your nation. I mean, excuse me, in your city that you just don't even have any clue about. They are there 100%. So for you to think for one minute, it doesn't affect you and that you're not a border state, you are. Uh, the drugs, the fentanyl, start looking, get outside of your bubble and start looking at your city statistics of child trafficking, uh, 
fentanyl, car fentanyl, the drug uptake, the criminal activity, the gangs, that's all criminal activities stem from the open border policies. You're also going to start seeing the the influx and the in the pain on your education systems, your um, your infrastructure systems. We can't sustain this. We've just hit our debt ceiling. I want America to think about this. We just hit the debt ceiling, and if you don't understand what that means, it's pretty serious stuff. Um, all of these illegals, who is going to support them? They don't speak our language, for the most part. They don't. They're not educated. A lot of these people, let alone what our education system is. They don't have skill sets, except for possibly, you know, the, you know, the housekeeping and the agricultural and farm work and things, but there's only so many of those jobs, right? So what's going to happen when they can't find work and they can't find a job? They are going to, they're on welfare, by the way, yes, our government is giving them billions and billions and billions of dollars to house them, put them up in hotels, cards, mm-hmm. credit cards, phone bills, you name it, they're getting it. So who do you think medical, all of this stuff, it is on the backs of the taxpaying dollar. Our country will collapse financially because we cannot sustain it. Well, I just want to add to that because I live in Georgia. And uh, just to make a point of what you're talking about, uh, there's a mile down the road, there's a truck stop and there's a Walmart distribution center and there's a Hitachi and across the street, there's a hotel. Well, one of the um, friends that I have here, she went to work at the Hitachi and they brought in a uh, busload of illegals and they're, they're paying for their hotel across the street. Uh, and it's like 125. They're paying for hotel. They're paying for their food. They're paying for their clothes. They're paying, uh, I think they were making 17 an hour and she was making 16 an hour um, on top of that. And um, I was like, how did they get here? You know what I mean? Because, you know, like you said, we want to say, oh, we're not affected by it. But this uh, supposed fund for these illegals are for a whole year. And then what happens after that, like you said, and they and why are they funding them? That's the other thing. We have homeless people out here. We have veterans out here that are homeless. We have uh, foster kids that age out of the system and go straight to the streets. And we're giving the illegals money. Because the Democratic Party does not care about Americans, 100%. They have an agenda. It is not an American agenda. It is a world agenda. Therefore, they want to take out the middleman. That means middle-class America. They're going to, They, if you go to the World Economic, here, I'm just going to tell you, if you guys go to the World Economic Forum's website, um, right now in Davos, again, you know, we've had our world leaders, presidents, uh, Al Gore there, our FBI, our, the head of our um, CIA, FBI, they're all there in Davos, Switzerland. What the heck are they doing there, right? So you've got the COP27 summit, you've got IMF, all of these institutions that they're a part of. So why are they doing this? Because they don't want America anymore. America literally is the last beacon of light and hope. We are the last frontier to defend the voice for the voiceless. And that's on a world scale. So they know they we have to destabilize America in every way so they can have their new world order. So the, the world system, the world government system. And how do you do that? You have to replace average Americans, which is the middle class of America, you have to bring in these lower income workers, aka slaves. Who was the slave party? 
Newsflash, everybody out there, if you didn't know this, the Democrats were the party of the KKK. The Democrats were the party of the slave. The Republicans were the Lincoln party who freed the slaves. Okay, so if you don't know your history, please learn your freaking history, not what you're learning in school. So they have to usher in. Chuck Schumer said it. He came out and said it. If you were paying attention to what Chuck Schumer said when he talked about the borders and these illegals coming into our country, he said two things which were very, very key that you needed to hone in on. One, we're not reproducing from the party, by the way, of the biggest abortion supporters in the in, in the world, right? We're not reproducing enough, so they have to bring in illegals to breed them. For what? Said it the second, in the second sentence, for low, to, to be basically slaves, to take care of all the menial tasks, the housekeeping, the agriculture, all of those things, to keep who fed the engine running for the elites. He said it, you gotta yeah. learn in between the lines. Of what I remember that, and I remember that, and I remember thinking, that's racist. <laughs> that's right. That's a racist statement. And no one called him out on it. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously conservatives did, but for the most part, he got away with it. Uh, just like when he threatened the justices, you know, this, this guy, I mean, you talk about someone that needs to be taken out immediately. And I don't mean in, in that way, folks, you know, it's a figure of speech, but he needs to be removed. Uh, these people are traitors. They're traitors to the yeah. heart. And, and they, and just like you said, Christy, and I, I know most of the people watching this show, um, uh, most of them would agree with this statement. These people do hate America. They can't stand this country. They're, they're all about lining their own pockets, buying another mansion on that yeah. right, on that coastline that's supposedly rising from all the climate change. Uh, they're, you know, they've, they're, I remember on Martha's Vineyard, this was hilarious. Was this back in the summer? I think it was in the summer. I don't know. The time flies so fast. But remember all the migrants? They sent them over to Martha's Vineyard. And yeah, DeSantis. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was DeSantis. That's right. And and I and I thought, you know, genius, genius. And what did they do? Oh, they went on the cameras. We love them. We love migrants. And yet the next day they were gone. Shipped them all out. Yeah. Oh, so my goodness. These people are so two-faced. Hypocrisy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're two-faced. Oh, yeah. They're hypocrites is what they are. Yeah, there's there the hypocrisy is incredible, but you know they do show their hand. It's just unfortunately most of us don't pay attention to what they're saying and what they're doing, and so we have to hone in on what on what they're doing and what they're saying. Just like that with Schumer, that was a hundred percent telling you we're bringing these people in under the for slavery. I don't care how you want to put that. That's so, exactly what that is. So sick. And so or buying votes to keep them in power. There's a lot there's a lot of multiple reasons why they're bringing in all of these individuals. It's not just about the votes and changing the census because people don't think about that how it's going to change that. There's a lot of reasons why our borders are open and it's 100% to empower the Democratic Party to to usher in more to usher in communism and the one world structured government. Christy, yeah. let's assume the next administration comes in and let's say it's, you know, a conservative administration, whether it be Trump or somebody else. Mm -hmm. What is the first order of business other than obviously shutting down the border and getting it secure? How do you clean up the mess that's been made? I mean, this thing seems beyond repair. You know, um, I, I if, if you look at the if you look at how the last several election cycles have gone right 
and the corruption with whether you want to believe it or not, there's a hundred percent corruption in our election. I don't, uh, you're, you're an oh, yeah. idiot living under a rock <laughs> exactly. or you've drank total, the, the, the Kool-Aid. I, I don't even call it Kool-Aid. It's Kool-Aid. <laughs> so, um, if, if the, the proof is there, I'm a proof girl, show me the proof. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen the proof. We've, we, we know that it's done. And so do I really believe, um, there's, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, we were supposed to have this huge red wave. I believe we did have a bigger um, red wave than people think. There, it was corrupt. Elections were changed, just like they did in Brazil. Dominion, Dominion voting machines. We need to go. The only way we're going to have a free and fair election is if we go back to the paper ballots and we hand count with with massive security in the room. Quite frankly, so we really need to do that. So 2024, if we don't clean up our voting system and get rid of all of the machines. Um, I don't I, I don't believe uh, we're ever going to see anybody um, turn over what's getting ready to happen. I don't think we're going to have a free, fair election ever again. Um, so what do we do? What do we do? I, we've painted this horrible picture, right? We the people are the answer. There's nobody in a white horse coming to save you. Trump's not coming back. There's not some secret military. I mean, I've heard it all. God yeah. gave us and the founding fathers gave us a blueprint. Okay. That blueprint is the Constitution of the United States of America. We have an obligation as American citizens to take up the torch of our founding of this nation and the founding fathers. When a government no longer serves the people of the United States of America, when that government becomes so corrupt that they don't serve natural law and they are rogue and they commit treasonous acts against their country, it is up to the people of the United States of America to replace that government with a righteous government. We can do this peacefully with the constitution We just have to unify and be one voice for this. Everybody needs to get on the same page. All you leaders out there leading the charge in different organizations, I'm going to ask you, you need to come together with a massive summit. We need to have a We the People Summit. J6 was not about President Trump. J6 was an an operation by our internal CIA and FBI agents. I was there to literally cause a so-called insurrection to keep you, the American people in your homes and scared to death, they're gonna come after you and you're gonna end up in a jail. They didn't want us to ever, ever get together again in those numbers because that's what they were afraid of because they understand if we understand what our rights are in unification, the power we would have, and that's to take them and remove them from office and put them in jail where they belong. You can add the Amen. whole. You could add wow. the pandemic to that too. They they shut down churches so you couldn't gather. They nope. they know there's strength in numbers. They understand unification more than the American people nope. do. If we unite, it's game over. We end this thing in a day. I mean, all these problems go away in a day. But see, they've terrified us. They've made us scared of our three letter agencies. They've made us scared of our own, you know, industrial complex, uh, the military. They've made us scared of everything so that we don't unite so that we don't become the the united states of america that's the whole goal it's been the goal it's been the goal forever because they could never do it from without they had to do it from within that's infiltration that's how they take down the greatest nation ever when my when my dad was alive uh, he died like 12 years ago we used to have this conversation he says wow we we have the greatest military in in the world and no one could ever take us down and you know and he was kind of old school i said i said dad i said really I said, they're already doing it. They're here. They're in the government. Mm-hmm. They're in your school district. They're everywhere. They're, they're running your colleges for crying out loud. 
Oh, they're indoctrinating yes. our children. Like it was so obvious to me what was going on and how they were doing it. And it's to be honest, it's evil genius. Mm -hmm. I'll give them credit. Yeah, that's a great plan. I don't think they're. They've had win. a seventy-year plan. Anybody yeah. get the book Rules for Radical? They have. Mm. There's a, the Chinese Manifesto, the Chinese Malignment. I mean, there's so many books out there that they read from. Right, this is their Bibles. But let's counteract that. All your list, all of the listeners out there, I want you to get two books. Well, three. I'm going to tell you three books I want you to get. Very important. First and foremost, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. Get a hold of that book. Second book, Fruit from the Poisonous Tree. Fruit from mm -hmm. the Poisonous Tree. And then lastly, the Constitution of the United States of America. <laughs> wow. I will definitely be getting those. I wrote them down, KK. We, we, we have the uh, technology. We can replay this too and get it. So <laughs> I love technology sometimes. You know, uh, Christy, as a Christian, um, I've anybody that watches any of my shows, they've heard me like repeat this a thousand times, but I'm not going to stop because I know the Lord is going to do something great in this nation. We are, we are right now. I think we are entering a time of justice. I really believe exposure is here and justice is coming. But it's not the justice I think a lot of us patriots were hoping for. It's, this, is, this is the divine hand of the Almighty that's going to deliver this nation one last time. And I, I really have sensed this for years, to be honest, within me. I, I, I know what he, why I'm doing what I'm doing now. I get, he called me for a time like this. He called all of us for this time. And I, and it, but the problem the church has is they need to realize that. They, they can't just sit back and do nothing anymore. It is time to stand. It's time to unite, put uh, put aside the little differences we have. I don't, you know, forget gender, skin color, all that nonsense, because that's how they distract us and get laser focused. And we're going to take the country back and it's going to be peacefully and it's going to be lawfully. We don't do it like they do it. We don't have to. We have got, if God is for us, who can be against us? We win. And I think our greatest days are ahead of us. I truly believe that for this country. And I know there is a, there's a revival just over the the mountain here over the you know we're almost at that peak i think we're, we're almost there i can see the harvest coming and we just have to be ready as christians for the harvest and for what this country is going to offer us and you know i'm hopeful uh that full justice will be served there's going there will be tribunals i truly believe there will be tribunals at some point i believe the lord has kind of shown me some of this stuff and and it's coming now is it the way you know some people think it is i don't know i don't know that it, whatever God chooses, I'm good with. Uh, but I think this country has a lot to offer the world still. Um, from these shores, the gospel has gone out to the most nations. You know, no other country can compare with us to spreading the gospel. And I think God has honored that from our founding, even before the founding, when they you know came and put the cross in uh, in the beach there. So I, I'm I'm very hopeful. Are are you as hopeful as I am, or are have you been kind of jaded by what you see every day? I mean, I can see that would really weigh down on you. I, you know, I'm very hopeful, but it's all going to lie in the hands of whether or not the church and individuals, we the people, decide to act. Um, it is time to get off the knees. It's time to get off your knees. You pray. I pray every day. Um, I don't do anything without um, going first to my Lord and Savior and saying, where do you want me? Where's my steps today, right? And so we have to figure out what our purpose is. And I'm... I, from a Christian perspective, I want to explain how really quickly, briefly, how I got into where I am today. 
you know, on Good Friday, through over three years ago, I was having a Bible study. God called me a verbal. And he said, Christy, I called you in 93. You denied me. I called you again in 2012. You denied me a second time. Are you going to deny me a third? And I sat there for a long time. And I was crying because when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you that powerfully, um, because it was very powerful. Um, I finally threw my hands up in the air and I said, you know what, God, I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified and I'm an absolute nobody, but I'm in no matter what it is. I'm finally in. I'm not going to say no. And he whispered in my ear and he said, Christy, I'm calling the nobodies because the somebodies haven't been doing their job. With that, I stepped down as CEO of my company and I walked away from everything. I literally have not had a salary in three years. I'm blowing through my own personal income and money to protect and defend the United States of America that God has charged us to protect, the Christians to protect. This land was literally birthed out of Christianity. And the church has advocated their duties for far too long. And it's time that the church stop serving man and start serving God. Give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God. And so the Soros's of the world, the Bezos of the world, the Rockefellers, the elites, the Charles Schwab's of the world, the uh, Klaus Schwab's of the world, and all of these individuals who have hundreds of billions of dollars who are funding the destruction. If the Christian church banded together and started giving to organizations who are fighting on the front lines in the battle to save the heart and soul of this country, we would be a force that could not be stopped. If the church got on their knees and then got up off their knees and acted and started fighting back with the battle plan, we would win pretty quickly. And I believe that's what God is preparing us to do. And that's what we have to do. And nothing against the men, but it's time for the men to rise up out of the shadows because I can tell you right now, the last three years, the Deborah and the Esters have been rising. Uh -huh. The mama bears out there. We have been a force to reckon with. And if you look around yeah. you, you see the women on the front lines doing the man's job. That's right. We have the full armor of God. We have the sword in our hand and the breastplate plate of righteousness. And we are looking the evil of the devil in the eye and saying no more because why God said the woman's going to crush the head of the snake. And I believe we are going to see that, but we have to engage. Yes. Sylvia and KK, how many times have I said, where's the men? <laughs> so oh, every show. Every show. Like, where's the men? Because and we do nauseum. have such amazing. Yeah, we have such amazing women. And I do believe that uh, God is preparing all because like, like KK and I, we had a passion for the foster kids. And I was like, I have to do something for these foster kids. So that's my calling. You're calling, which all comes together. But yes. and if we do work together, then oh my God, this is so amazing. And and I feel it. Like I can feel it in my gut that it's changing. And I feel like um, because that's what I was telling Gino, I'm just a nobody. Like I am absolutely nobody. But it's like you said, all these nobodies get together and our strength and our background and our passion and our relationship with God. Uh, and they can't they won't be able to win. We will win because uh, God will always win. But we really need people. If you don't know what your calling is, there are so many different organizations. If it's not the foster system, go to uh, Christie's website and look and look what you need to do under hers. But there's a place for everybody. Like you said, 
there's like, we have so much going, like, just, I'm like, I need help, you know, like volunteers and help. And it's just time that we need. And so if everybody did this, if you found your passion, you can find, you can contact me, you can contact KK, Gina, we can find where you need to fit. Right. But we need you. We need your time. The, the time, best. talents, treasures is very, very exactly. important. And I always mm-hmm. say, you know what? We are going to be judged one way or the other as Christians. Okay. And I'm going to speak mm-hmm. to the, to the church right now. What we do, we, we are charged to be on this heaven here. I mean, excuse me on this earth right now until we're taken to our heavenly home. What, from the time you became a Christian and gave your life to Jesus Christ, you, you have an awesome responsibility that God has given you. And you have to find your purpose that day in the yard. I found my purpose. I had been walking around as a Christian for over 25, 30 years. And I never really truly found what God really birthed me to do, right? Created me to do. And so we have to spend some time in the Lord and asking him, God, what am I created to do here while I'm here? What is my purpose? Then what you do in between, I call it the bookends, right? God knows the time of your birth. He knows the day you're going to die. He does. You're written in the yeah. Lamb's book of life, right? So he knows yeah. the day you're going to die, whether or however that is, how you're going to die. So what the heck are you waiting for? Why are you living in fear? Why are you living mm-hmm. um, as though you you can't make a change or a difference? You can be on a battlefield, whatever that battlefield looks like, right? Every time you step out the door. But what you do in between those bookends, you're going to be judged for. You're going to you're going to have to answer. And that is how you're going to be rewarded. I know for me, when I stand in front of my Lord and Savior, he's going to say, good and faithful servant. And you know what? I've got one heck of a mansion waiting for me up there in heaven. And it's it's going to be paved in gold. And it's going to be an incredible feast and a banquet for everybody. So what are you waiting for? And the other thing I want to say, and this is in my battle plan. Satan is afraid of you. Do you not understand that when I walk into a room now and I promise you, I've actually interacted with car- literally with aunt cartel members, Sinaloa, which are the worst, some of the worst of the worst doing stuff, fearless. And I'm fearless. My team's like, oh, my God, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I have a mighty God and I have an incredible protection team that he has sent me. But more importantly, when I walk and I step, when my foot hits the ground, they quake. They're fearful of me. Because I can look at evil because I'm a daughter of the one true king and there's nothing they can do. No weapon formed against me will prosper because I am charged with God's command. And we as Christians need to start living that way. And it is freedom. Yeah. Christy, to add to that, when you're called to do something and you understand your giftings and you stay in your lane and you just do what you're called to do, he's don't you think he's going to enable you to do it? I mean, we, I, I think we just sit back and we're like, well, yeah, but, 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 well, wait a minute. He's God almighty. He knows the beginning from the end. If he's equipped you to do something, he's not going to leave you hanging. He, you can count on him. He's, he's not a liar. He's not like a man that he should lie. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So all these things we can stand on all his promises and understand that when you're called and gifted and you walk in that gifting, he's going to equip you and he's going to keep you safe. And, and this is the confidence we have as believers. Like we can walk in that with such boldness, not, not cockiness, not arrogance, because it's all in him and all glory will go to him. But yeah, and, 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 own who you are in Christ. Own yeah. it. And if, and, you know, like Sylvia, <laughs> yeah. you were talking about if, if we're all, you know, I'm just some little guy here and I'm just this little woman here and I'm in small town USA, whatever. 
Okay, that's wonderful. But you know what? If you're humble, he's ready to use you. That's if it's exactly if it's right. not about you, if it's not about, oh, look, I'm going to get all the fame and glory, you're, he's going to use you. You just have to step mm-hmm. forward and raise your hand. And I encourage anybody out there that if you're, if you're teetering right now, if you're on the fence and you're just sitting there going, oh, boy, I don't know. I just – but I can't do this. I can't speak or I can't – you do what you're good at. And follow that and let the Lord lead the rest of the way. And I'm, I promise you, look, I'm, I'm evidence of it. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I didn't want to do this. This was not what I wanted. I never thought I would be doing this. And yet I knew he was calling me. He's given me so many dreams about do this, do this. And, and then I finally said, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was rough. It was rough at first, but now it's, it's not that bad. I like doing this. I enjoy it. I have, I've met some of the greatest people in this country. <clears throat> I'm working uh-huh. with some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. And so you just have to step into it and let God do the rest. He will. He'll open doors you never thought would open for you. I mean, I'm talking, we're talking to Christy Hutcherson. Like, you know, this is like, this is cool. Gina, the thing is, is about what you just said, that's so important for people to understand, because I've heard that time and time again, we're, I can speak for myself. I'm nobody special. People are like, oh my, how in the world did you get to where you are today? It's because I, I literally, when I said yes to God and literally, I, just like you, Gino, you know, you didn't know this wasn't what you were called to do. You know, I didn't wake up, believe me one morning and say, oh my God, I'm going to go down to the border and I'm going to do national security and I'm going to do this and that. Heck no. I, I you know, I had a great life. <laughs> I'm like, I, I would be on the beach somewhere, but you know, and I didn't have these special skill sets to, to be in the field and, and gear up and, you know, military garb and all of the things that I'm doing. But you know what, when you say yes to God and then you pray say, God, okay, I've said yes. What doors do you want me to open? What doors should I walk through? And what doors should I not go through? Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're faithful in the little, and this is the key, if you're faithful in the little, and believe me, I remember when I first started this whole thing, he first sent me on a heal our land bus tour, never spoken public, by the way, I've never done an interview, nothing, right? Didn't have a bus, didn't have all this stuff. But you know what? I said, yes. And then I prayed and then he gave me visions. And then he told me, it gave me two people's names. I called these two individuals who are acquaintances. One I had just met like a month ago, whether she was going to think I was crazy or not, <laughs> I did and I was obedient. So you have to be obedient and listen to what God's telling you to do. And I promise you, he will open up that door and then another door and then another door. Amen. And you know what? Sometimes you might not have, um, you might be speaking to one person in the room only, but you know what? If you give it all like and give that presentation or whatever it is that he's calling you to do, like there's a hundred thousand people in the room he is going to honor everything because you know what he's doing he's refining you like a diamond he is refining you he's challenging you and he's giving you adversity because there's going to be adversity and he's training you on how to overcome to be an overcomer and then when you're starting to learn and then you get more and you get more he's going to give you more and he's going to give you more authority he's going to give you more power he's going to give you more resources that's how God works because that's how any good daddy does, right? And you will be rewarded, I promise you. It's not easy. It's a lot of hard work. But I'm going to tell you right now, it is a blessing like you have never, ever felt in your life. And you will never regret it. Wow. I love it. Very I needed to hear that. Yeah. It's very, that's, that's it's a very fulfilling thing when you do, when you know what you're called to do and then you start doing it because you know it's for, it's, it's something he made you for. He made you for this moment and you understand it. You know, and you know, it's not just mentally, you understand it spiritually. You understand it at the deepest level of being. 
and and it's I don't know it's um, very fulfilling and rewarding, but at the same time it's it's very humbling. It's very yeah. humbling that that he chose you to do something and he equipped you to do it. Like that is a very humbling thing, um, mm -hmm. and I don't take it lightly. I don't take anything lightly anymore. I you know when I was a young Christian, I, baby Christian, I made a lot of really bad choices and stupid decisions, and and you know but I learned from every one of them. And I think that's another thing. We just have to, you know, you fall down, you skin your knees, you get back up. He's going to help you up and he's going to, he's going to be by your side the whole time. And he's going to equip you to do what he's called you to do. So just, just be confident in that. And don't worry about making the mistakes. The mistakes are going to come. We're human beings. We all make mistakes. And guess what? You're going to probably sin on the way too. <laughs> so don't fail faster. That's what I tell I, my oh, children. Great. I fail love that. faster. Love that. Love it. You said what? Fail faster. Oh, fail yeah. fast. Is there, fail a is, is there a trademark on that or can I use it on other shows? <laughs> you, yeah, you can use it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You said something really true. It's, you, you know, I've told my team, um, if this ever became about me, I'm the face, of course, of WFFA, but I'm here to tell you, first and foremost, I couldn't do one thing without my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everything I'm doing, 100%, he gets the credit because I literally would not be here. It had been for him. You also have to make sure that as you grow, you surround yourself with a, a, a very small private core team that lifts you up, prays for you, pray for each other and you're humbled with them. And I told my team, if this ever became about me and if I ever got this ridiculous head or whatever, I am to be removed from my organization head because this is not about me. This is about God. This is God's movement. This is not Christy Hutcherson's movement. And, you know, as humbled as I am, and literally I went from a backyard with nobody knowing who Christy Hutcherson was, to speaking with the likes of Eric Trump, Mark, Mike Lindell, General wow. Flynn, um, Cash Patel, Clay Clark, on a national stage for the last two years, <laughs> spreading what's going on, the evil atrocities, showing the video. That's, that's where I went from a backyard to millions of people watching me all over the world with these type of people, these patriots. And being able to rescue and save children being able to be a part of knowing that somebody's little life is going to live and survive because of what you did and you've impacted and other things that I will never know until I get to heaven, mm -hmm. the impact that women fighting for America and the team that I have has made um, on this earth. Um, because I, again, I, my team is incredible. I'm so blessed to have this team around me. These are the real heroes. I'm not the hero, the guys behind me, the team behind me, the women and men behind me are the heroes in my eyes. Because they're they're the ones who who help catapult everything we do, and um, so no, you can make a difference. You just have to say yes. Yep. I have one last question about the border. Um, I have heard that, and I want I want you I want your opinion on this because people just think, oh, parents are just sending their kids because it's so bad in that country, and so they're just sending them in good faith because it's that bad. But mm -hmm. what I have discovered is that these parents are actually being murdered, and these kids are either being taken or are the parents are being murdered and they're taken from the parents. Have you heard anything like that? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of different um, scenarios that happen with this. Um, it, that's not that's just not one whole size fits all, right? That's that's a right. that's a percentage. 
yes, parents do get murdered if they don't turn up. And there's a reason why it's not like the cartels just come in and murder the parents, take the kids. Right. They're giving, they're given, some of them are given choices, right? Um, you either turn them over or, you know, there, there's scenarios. And if they don't, then sometimes they're murdered. Um, sometimes they're, they're, they're bought, they sell their children. Some of these parents are selling their children. Um, others are saying, okay, this is just that we have, you know, four, five, six kids. This is just part of you helping the family. So you're going to go in these caravans. We're going to put you on the date rate drug and birth control because we know you're going to be raped. And these women know, these little girls and stuff know that we're going to be raped and we're going to be mutilated and all sorts of stuff along the way because I have to do that to help my family. Um, but again, I mean, there's there's just multiple reasons why children are taken from uh, families um, from, from different parts of the country and in these caravans. I just want our audience to understand that this is not just like, oh, you know, like a little happy little, oh, let's just give our kids a better future. And there's no like, like there's such a, I, I don't even know how to, like a fantasy around this utopian world that doesn't exist. And I don't know how to like break through that bubble. Well, you know what? I, I really want to say this. And, you know, my heart goes out to, to, cause I've, like I said, I, I, I have a heart and Christians have a heart. We have a heart. I, my family on my mother's side, I'm a Russian Jew. They legally came here they actually fled Stalin. My family, I'm a Russian Jew. My family fled Stalin. Some of them were thrown in gulags. And unfortunately some of them um, were, were murdered for, for their being a Jew. And so what we have to understand is these individuals who are who are supposedly coming over here for a better way of life, I, I want you to understand America. They are aiding and abetting and empowering the cartel. And whether they're poor or not, whether they, they realize it or not, and like I said, not all of these people are poor. Some of these people are paying 15, 16, 17 thousand dollars to the cartel, flying from you know Paris to Turkey to from India to you know thousand dollar jet, you know, airline tickets and stuff. Um, so what you're being told in the narrative is not true either, but you have every individual who's coming over the border is paying the cartel money. And whether it's financial money or whether it's the sex trade, drug trade, et cetera, labor trade, it still funnels money back to the cartel, empowering the cartel on unprecedented levels. They have more sophisticated equipment. They are buying up all sorts of stuff. They are selling drugs on the streets to the kids your children in your schools, the fentanyl overdose, 117,000 children in America, people died from overdoses. 77,000 were from fentanyl. Fentanyl comes, by the way, from China and Asia. China, the Communist Party, is feeding the cartels the synthetics to make the fentanyl. This is purposeful. This is a purposeful plan to literally kill your children. So every time you get this bleeding heart for these illegals coming over here, they are kill they are feeding the cartel to kill your children, to bring terrorists, to bring weapons and guns into our country. So I'm sorry. I'm a little bit more because I've been down there for 2 years. I understand the bigger picture because you need to start understanding the bigger picture and how it's impacting you in your life in America, right? We have legal immigration. That's another false narrative. They're like, oh, we have red tape. We have to change the policies, all of these things. We have laws on the books to bring people in legally for a reason. I know numerous people who this year who just became American legal American citizens by doing it the right way. Because why? They're vetted. 
We know where they come. We know if they have criminal backgrounds, records. We we um, they have to go through a process. They have to be educated on our laws, our constitution. Um, trying to figure out some of our language. They have to pledge allegiance to our nation, hopefully. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why, we, and we have these things in place. And this notion that we don't have all of this stuff is a lie. We right now have individuals with work visas <coughs> constantly from Mexico. By the way, most of these people aren't Mexicans coming over. The Mexicans have work visas. They, every single day, they cross the border, they go to work, they buy goods and services, they pay our taxes over here on their work visas, and then they go back to Mexico. And some choose to come here and do it the right way and get the process started where they can live in the United States. So you're being lied to. The humanitarian thing to do is to shut our borders down. The national security thing to do is to shut our borders down. And yes, it does impact you. Wow. Um, curious Patriot, good friend of the program. Uh, he said he can confirm that the, there's a price tag. He said, uh, we had an illegal at work and he told me it cost him $16,000. Wow. Yeah. 16 grand. I'd be interested. Can you ask the viewer who just asked that if he could ask him, did he have the $16,000 or is he paying it off in the labor in his labor and having to mm. send it back to the cartel? Yeah, uh, Curious Patriot, I know you, you heard that, so go ahead and please answer that. That's that's a great question. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, it, you made a great point, Christy, um, regarding that the humanitarian thing to do is to shut it down. Most, you know, they've convinced you, no, 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 that's that's horrible. The, you're you're causing great harm to these people. And it's, it's always, this is what you, I've noticed with the left. And all through history, you see this. It's always the opposite. Let's just, you know, we can make it real easy. Whatever they say, it's the opposite. You know, oh, we're fighting for the for the democracy. Oh, really? We're a republic. Um, oh, we're fighting for the American people. No, you're not. You're fighting for Ukraine. Uh, you know, it's all it's it's never about what they're telling you. It's a scam. It's it's the uh, the shell game, right? They're mm -hmm. just they're they're hiding everything from you. They're they're saying, oh, here's the shiny ball. Nope, it's really over here, and you just lost again. It. They hate us. They literally hate us. We're roaches. I call, well, why are you know, we spending over fifty billion dollars in the Omnis bill to protect and defend um, Muslim I, countries' I, I borders, know. Jordan's, um, uh, literally not just Ukraine's borders, by the way, and military-grade equipment and stuff, Ukraine, but they're actually sending billions of dollars to Jordan and other Muslim nations to protect their borders. Why right. would they be doing that? And, but we can't protect our own borders. Hogwash, because this is a purposeful invasion into our country. Mm -hmm. They have a reason why they're doing this. Um, it's a multiple, I call it the great spider web. It's very complex. You have to step back and start looking at things from a 30,000 square foot view. And then once you get that overview, then you can start honing in and you start connecting the dots of why they're doing what they're doing. And that's, I think we need to start thinking for ourselves again, stop regurgitating. I don't mm -hmm. even watch like news cycles and stuff. Mm -hmm. They're all corrupt. I don't give a crap. Most mm -hmm. of them are. They are. Um, so you have to filter through the noise to to really understand the plan and what's really going on in this country and why their borders are open yeah uh curious patriot said he, the guy was from guatemala and he said uh i wish i would have asked him but he lasted only three weeks so yeah wow mm -hmm. yeah uh i'm curious to know um if that he is... that, that's a shame because i'm curious to know usually if he only lasted three weeks 
if he couldn't pay or didn't pay something, something might've, you know, yeah. if he comes back and I'd, I'd be very curious if you guys could uh, have Patriot uh, yeah. follow up with me, if he, if he gets any word on that. Let me ask you something, Chris, that's a good question. So w would they send their goons in to grab someone if they're not paying? 100%. So they would wait for him to get off work, nab him at his, you know, wherever he's staying apartment or not, or uh, probably a hotel room or something. And then they just, he just disappears. Correct. Do you know how many bodies are in the desert? Oh my goodness. I'm afraid to ask. There's shallow graves with little babies in them. Oh my goodness. Gosh. Yeah. Can you, you have, have this on the documentary coming out? Not on this particular documentary, no. Um we we've thought about doing a more graphic documentary, but again, like his glory had to underwrite that documentary. My organization, we run very, very lean. Uh so you know, having funds in our would would really open us up to do a whole lot more than what we're doing. And you would get a whole lot more information. But in the meantime, you can go to our website or you can go to our social media pages and you can go back the last two years. There's so much video, so much footage um, if it's not taken down. <laughs> but we're, we're on, um, you know, if you search Women Fighting for America in the search box, um, so many videos will come up. Chris, if you search my name um, with Women Fighting for America, videos will come up and you can really start watching a lot of this stuff that I'm telling you and start educating yourself. But again, you know, if you want to help fund the fight and with us, I promise you 100% of your money, we're all volunteers, 100% um, of your money goes towards un uncovering, exposing uh, what's going on and then also saving. Hmm. Uh, Curious Patriot said he moved to New York because his cousin lived there. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, before we close up here, uh, and again, thank you so much for your time tonight, Christy. We really appreciate it and all the, the valuable information. Um, can you just give us an overview of the documentary and, and when it's coming out, where people can pick it up? Absolutely. So the documentaries in conjunction with His Glory, His Glory will be releasing at some time. We're looking at the end of April. Um, we're actually even uh, trying to figure out the naming of the documentary, but it's going to be incredible footage. Uh, you're going to, you, we, we rode along with uh, human trafficking task force, trafficking task force, special agents. Um, so you're going to get to see live apprehensions, all the things that go on day to day that you're really not seeing in the mainstream media. And then um, I'm taking the film crew to a sector where I call no man's land. This is an area where the hardened activity, uh, you've got factions of the Sinaloa and different factions fighting with each other. You'll hear gunfire. Uh, we do get fired upon sometimes, but I think it's really important for people to understand that this is taking place in America on American soil. This is a war we're in and you have to see the other side of open borders. Hmm. Yes. Scary Thank stuff. I mean, it's terrifying. You know, I, I, it's like I said earlier, a lot of people just think, well, you know, it's so far away from me. I don't have to worry about it. You know, it's in your neighborhood. It's everywhere. It, the infiltration, 100%. the infiltration is so deep so far and wide and it you know i i'm look if i wasn't a christian i would think it was hopeless i really would I, I think i would probably just sit back and go well it's over for america but i know we've got greater days ahead so i'm not, you know i'm not in that camp but uh 100 there's hope the yeah. hope is the american spirit yep yep absolutely well christy thank you so much uh is there any um can you give out your uh social media coordinates for everybody Absolutely. The best thing to do is to go to our website, Women Fighting for America, which is WFFA.win, WFFA.win, or you can just search Women Fighting for America. And at the top right, all of our social media is up there. So you can follow it there. 
or you can, and also if you want to get involved, you can again, go here, you can text fight, text fight to nine seventeen seventy six. It's on our webpage as well. Text fight to nine seventeen seventy six and get in this battle to save America's freedom. Awesome. Uh, and guys, if you didn't catch that, it will be in the description on Rumble and also on Foxhole. Uh, we are live on Twitter night, our third night on Twitter. I don't know if Twitter's, it doesn't seem like there's much going on over on Twitter, but um, at least now we we kind of have a free platform over there on Twitter. So uh, we're not getting shut down. We're not getting canceled, which is nice. Um, I did get canceled twice on YouTube, by the way, Christy. So I don't know if you guys have, uh, do, you, do you have anything on YouTube? Any channels over there? We do, but they take a, they, yeah, they censor yeah. a lot of that stuff um, down. So we're on Rumble now. We're, we're moving over to Rumble. So you can look for Women Fighting for America on Rumble. You can follow us on Rumble. Uh, so yeah, we're working on some other platforms. Uh, so, but we're out there so you can see us, believe it or not, because the covering of the Lord um, Facebook has not shut us down yet um in all of these years which i can't everyone's like That's i amazing. can't believe what you put yeah. out right. they shadow ban the heck out of me but uh god is good and he keeps us up and pumping awesome awesome yeah, um curious patriot had one last word he wants to throw out a title for your documentary he said how about no child forgotten <laughs> That's i good. love that love. that's a good one good one well, guys, thank you so much for joining us over here on Rumble, uh, Foxhole. And if anybody's out there in Twitter land, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Be blessed. Have a great night. Um, I will be live. When am I live next? Oh, gosh, the schedule. So I think I think we're going to be doing something Saturday night with the Blender, me and my buddy Michael from Texas. Uh, and then Sunday night will be the debut of Hollywood Stories with Mike Pack, the Hollywood Reporter. That should be fun, exposing the corruption that is Hollywood so, uh, guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Be blessed. And we will see you next time. Take care.